good evening, listeners, to TDNRadio.net. It's that time again. It's this week in interview with your host, Anthony Drago. It is August 21st, 2013. It's 8, just after 8 p.m. on the East Coast of the United States and in Dominica. And I am happy to be here with you this evening for another exciting episode of This Week in Interview. This Week in Interview is a show, is a program that seeks to stimulate discussion, seeks to bring your thinking towards, well, Dominica primarily for now, but hopefully we can expand, we intend to expand the show to the wider, to the wider Caribbean region. We bring you interviews with interesting personalities uh, of Caribbean descent. We, we talk to them about their lives and their achievements, and we seek to learn and to share with, from their experiences. Well, tonight is no exception. We have, we have a very exciting show on, on tap for you tonight. Tonight, we are going to sort of three think, um, if you want to call it free write, free think, brainstorm, but in a guided fashion, we, we are actually going to talk about the use of technology as a vehicle to take Dominica out of its current turbulent times, its, its, current, its current challenges with, um, with, with trying to, to meet its commitment to its people, to create a quality of life, to have a certain standard of living in a country uh, that is decent and fitting for for the 2013. And um, we've heard all sorts of things that technology can be the great equalizer. Technology can level the playing field. We've we've heard that expressed several times. Uh, and how well how well have we been using that technology? Are we are we making the best use of of the technology that's available? In what areas are they applicable? Um, when we look at the current situations, have we missed opportunities? Are there opportunities that exist right now that we should be taking advantage of? Well, tonight I have a very special guest. He's of Dominican. He's a son of the soil. He's educated early education in Dominica, but he was also educated in the UK and the United States. And uh, he has qualifications in finance and accounting. And of course, he has qualifications in communication, computing, and technology in education. So, very strong background finance and accounting, communication, computing, and technology. In education, and and tonight he's going to help us um, to guide the discussion and to see how we can identify opportunities, uh, what we should be looking out for, how can those technologies be applied, and and what sort of results we would expect um, if we were to adequately apply those technologies. Our special guest tonight is Mr. Calvin Patrick. As I said, Calvin Patrick is a son of the Dominican soil. Um, had a lot of involvement in Dominica as well as on the international stage. 
Um, those of us who are old enough will remember Maury Block, when Maury Block um, started in the 70s um, to, to produce concrete block in standard form where you, you, if you go going to build your house, you could go buy uh, a truck of blocks and you can pretty much um, predict how, what shape, you know, your house is going to be. Before that, people used to do um, block work on site. You know, you have your little forms and you, and you do your blocks. So Calvin was involved in, in early pioneering of that technology at the time in, in the industry. He was also involved with P.H. Um, Williams. So he, he had special um, early experience in Dominica in the concrete block and quarrying industry. Uh, later in, in the 80s, he was involved with management consulting. That, that's a group of, of businessmen who were set up in, in Roseau and they used to provide the expertise to help um, businesses, sort of like an incubator type, um, not just incubator, established businesses as well. They provide consulting in terms of startup businesses as well as increased efficiencies. And uh, most recently, he was the um, chief financial officer at Mapping, Mapping 2K4. So no doubt, with his qualifications, with his training and his experience, he's well positioned to help us flesh out exactly how um, Dominica and, and, by extension, some of the other islands in the OECS and in the Caribbean can use technology to help to steer them through the troubled waters that they're currently navigating. So I want to extend a very warm welcome to Mr. Calvin Patrick and tell him that he is welcome here and when we're very anxious to start the discussion on, on technology and the use of technology as a vehicle for economic prosperity of a, a small island country like Dominica. So, so Calvin, good night and welcome to this weekend interview. Well, good, good evening, Anthony, and uh, thank you and thank you to your listeners for you know spending their valuable uh, time and giving up their evening to, uh, you know, to participate. So I, I thank you very much for the welcome. It's, it's a pleasure. And for the kind introduction. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you have here. Um, it, was, it was indeed um, a, a task to, to sort of condense it because you're a man of very wide and extensive experience and training, the very sort of resource that we would like to see Dominica um, be able to make use of for the development of the country. Well, I did mention some of your early involvement in what you would call technology of the time in, in the building industry and, and so on. So why don't you start off by just laying, laying out, spreading out the canvas, so to speak, on, um, from your perspective, both from a historical perspective, but also how it's applicable um, to this day, current times. Um, uh, what do you see as the if you want to call it the, the attitude or the perspective, the approach to which Dominica takes towards technology and what you think, in a broad sense, we may need to change to, to, so that we could benefit, uh, make better use of technology for the benefit of the country. Oh, thank you. Thank you, um, Anthony. That, you know, although my current involvement um, is more strongly around the field of uh, communication, uh, computing, and information technologies, you know. Uh, but what that has sort of helped me to 
look at is to take a perspective on, um, you know, an approach to problems and problem solving um, in, in, in general and how you identify a class of problems and how you might begin to approach different solutions. So, you know, we're kind of away, as you mentioned, the historical uh, context of, of what's gotten interested in, in looking at, at, you know, various situations that we find ourselves in and, and how you may apply technology solutions to that. And appropriate technology sometimes. You know, I'm often reminded, um, especially at times when, when I would be in Roseau and I visit Roseau, with, with fascination. I'd walk along um, at Dame Eugenia Charles Boulevard there, and I see the projection, um, this abutment out into the water, and I see a jetty. And I was actually fortunate enough, and I say fortunate, to witness um, uh, when the Queen married a QE2, a very large ship, you know, docked and came in under her own uh, steam or electricity, as it were, and, um, you know, tied up alongside. Now, I introduced this story to kind of talk about a little bit about, you know, technology and Dominica. Um, when I was a, a small child and, you know, first went to the UK, there was no deep, there was no deep water anchorage right there in Roseau to, uh, by which to leave the island or to come into the island. Um, people got into a, a, a lighter at the time, and, um, you know, even in those days, although I'm, I'm not... <laughs> That aged, um, but you know, largely men rode, men rode or steered this, um, you know, steered this um, lighter towards the ship, which was anchored, um, you know, several thousand meters offshore. And then you know, you attended a, a gangland on. But the thing about that was that there were big, you know, deep discussions um, and arguments went back and forth about whether we could have a quote unquote a deep water harbor in Dominica or not. And, um, you know, different sides weighed in on the argument. And some would say, well, you know, unfortunately, oh, Dominica is not like, and they may say, well, not like Barbados, where you have the opportunity to, to have a carinage. Um, and it's not like St. Lucia, where you have sheltered harbor. So we're sort of stuck. And, um, you know, this sort of thing went back and forth a long time. Then, as we approached the, 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 the 70s, um, the powers of the or there was a change of mindset. And then with that change of mindset, you know, people decided that here it was, they were going to make this change, and they were committed to building a deep water harbor. More arguments ensued. People said, oh, this is going to be too expensive. The country is not going to be able to afford it, and so on. Now, if we fast forward somewhat, that argument kind of sounds familiar, really, and I guess we'll get to that later when you talk in terms of, you know, what the current technology is about, you know, flying and airports and so on is. But until the sort of will came to make this thing happen and to apply a technology solution to that, the technology solution directly was to extend the jetty that where a larger boat could safely tie. And what we actually found, if you look at the jetty that is actually built there, and I suppose this was built in the later 80s or um, 90s, is that the technologies that were used to, that, that was used to uh, construct that has been in existence for more than 80, 90 years and in use in other parts of the world. You know, this, this 
standard filing. So, so, so without cutting you short, there, there are a couple of things I want to jump on right before we go on a little bit. Because the, 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 the example that you gave reminds me, um, definitely reminds me of, of the, the discussion that we've had from ever since I could understand English about having a, an international airport. And it seems like we hear the same arguments. Oh, we don't have flat land to do an airport. There are mountains. We don't have the approach. And, and everybody is wondering, do we have enough volume of business to support an international airport? No. So you're telling me that you remember a very similar discussion going on around the Potter Harbor. The, the amazing thing about it is that my first project that I had was as an engineer on the cruise ship berth at Portsmouth and the extension of the Deepwater Harbor. I was project engineer. That was my first project. Now, the, the thing about it is when we were doing the Deepwater Harbor, we, did not, we extended the Deepwater Harbor and we did not have to dredge because the waters were naturally deep enough for, for the ships that we could accommodate. So, in the sense that Dominica was naturally suited for a deep water harbor, and and the next thing that I want to I want to say, jump on is when you say that, oh, but the um, the technology was used that they used was about eighty ninety years old, so it, it probably would not even qualify as technology anymore, and and if we use that to jump to the present and say, well, okay, now we have technology, where can we? Where can we go in terms of using the technology so that by the time we come to use technology in Dominica, it's not obsolete technology, but we are using current technology to our advantage. And if, if, if we can jump into, into the economics of things, for example, uh, our communication system, our ability to track performance and to do reports, um, our management system, for example, in agriculture, where do you see us using current technologies to um to to have an impact on Dominica's economic situation in those particular areas or any other areas that you see? But I'm thinking our communication system, our ability to track and measure performance and do reports and hold people accountable, and a, a, an agricultural management system. How, how would we how would we do that? What do you okay. see? Um, here, here is a, a, an interesting example, and um, you know, look at doing some some analysis around that. Um, Dominica still is is, is, is largely uh, agricultural based. I mean, it has a, has a strong um, agricultural history, you know, um, from from its history with with, with products like limes, cocoa, coffee. Um, and in the more recent past, um, you know, with, with, with bananas. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that um, I've understood is that, you know, we, we, we've had a vibrant um, business as an opportunity, certainly, to grow that in terms of, um, you know, the crops that we traditionally eat and use from plantains, dashings, yams, and corn, both in terms of local consumption and for export to the near regional market, say, as, as far north as uh, as St. Martin, you know, and further south, but but within within that region, one of the problems, and now this is the issue about the, 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 this uh, the approach to problem 
analysis and looking at solutions. One of the problems that you 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 hear about casually, and 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 you hear people uh, or, or farmers and both uh, hucksters and you know traders making is that you know what um, I was looking for a quantity of produce to ship out, um, and I really couldn't find it, so I lost the opportunity. Mm-hmm because I couldn't find the farmer, nobody had it, and so on. And two or three days later, you will hear almost the corollary of that conversation where a farmer comes along and says, you know, I have all this stuff on my hand waiting to harvest, and I have no buyers for it. So obviously there's a disconnect right between the suppliers and the, between the producer suppliers, you know, and the traders who purchase and, and sell this stuff. Where you can apply technology to a solution like this is to develop um, to to have a, a, an approach, a system, and a method where you would have a you know a database that would have all the farmers and participating producers in it. It would have all the participating um, buyers and their activities and their intended supply dates and the amounts that they wanted to supply and so on. And then you would have a history um, on the dates that the farmers first planted their crops. So that you can now make some projections about when the anticipated um, expected harvest dates are, um, and even just in a fairly basic system like that, now you have a little bit of more what you might call producer intelligence and both market-based intelligence that buyers and sellers can now use to match up the requirements of buyers with what the producers are now able able to deliver. So that that that's one example. That's that's an excellent um, example, and like I if I could see also um, the ability to to merge that with some kind of tracking device that the extension officers would use to track the pro- the progress of the crops in the field, and to be able to adjust and predict the volume of of harvest and when it would come through as well as w- would also be part of that technology, right? Oh, absolutely, certainly. And now you have the opportunity to say, you know, now we talk about, you know, ecological farm practice. So now within that database, where you've now introduced the idea of the, the extension officers working closely with the farmers, the, the extension officers are now able to track the application of fertilizers, you know, where the fertilizers introduce, um, whatever, whatever other, you know, soil additives or, you know, people sometimes don't like this word chemicals. But, um, you know, these um, agricultural additives that may be added and when added. So so now you have, um, you know, you have tracking along the entire production process. And that can be introduced. Now you have the opportunity and say, oh, also, I mean, for example, we know that in Dominica, um, in spite of our, I mean, relatively relatively, um, small size of, of, of the island, but we have, you know, quite distinct um, sub-climate zones. Hmm? It tends to be rainy on the on on, on the east coast, right? Right. So mm-hmm. now you can introduce integrated weather data into into that into that database, both from what is fed um, by satellites, and a lot of that is available, and integrate that. So now the, the farmers can um, not only use the weather forecasting as to they're better days for harvesting and so on, because obviously he doesn't want to do some of his harvesting typically on a rainy day, he's going to get rained out and so on. So some of the 
maybe they're doing more intuitively. But now if you can tie, when you are able to tie, you know, solid data with, with intuition and traditional knowledge, now you have the, the, the opportunity to, to do something, you know, to emerge with better outcomes. So you're contributing to the efficiency, you're contributing to the effectiveness, and um, it, 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 it would appear to be better all around. Definitely, and 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 of course, we would not see the the amount of wastage that we see sometimes, and the disappointment and and the loss of enthusiasm that we see. I remember clearly in the eighties, Dexel, whatever agency was existing at the time, said they had a market for ginger, and so a lot of farmers grew ginger. And when it came time for market, I don't know what fell apart, but everywhere you drove around Dominica in the rural areas, you would see piles of ginger, mongs of ginger, um, just growing. You know, they, they were harvested, they were piled up, waiting for the truck to come to, to collect it, and no, the truck never came. And, and that effectively killed the ginger industry um, in Dominica. And um, we know closely associated with ginger would be other herbs like turmeric and, and, and all that sort of thing. So we, we can look. We can talk about opportunities that that we may have missed because of um, the misapplication of technology, but also opportunities that we could identify that could help revamp and um, make agriculture a little more attractive to the young people. Because now you run in your, you can run your farm in a predictable manner. You can use high tech, not even high tech, but modern smartphone and, and handheld devices. And all of them. So, so that again, that that that's a tremendous example. And um, let's let's stay on the economic front a little bit longer, and let's talk about government, for example, and the ability of um, citizens to to easily identify the performance of its government in terms of the indexes, the indices. In in the U.S., we know there is a State of the Union address. Um, there are certain indicators that get released every quarter. There's um, unemployment. There is the consumer price index. There are all those different indices that that we that are released. Uh, that sort of technology, that sort of communication, that uh, database um, reporting, aggregation of data and reporting of data. How in a, in a country like Dominica, how would we? go about implementing uh, a system like that using existing technology, if, if we were to go in that direction. It's like government accountability and, and, and management, if you want to call it that. I mean, you know, th th it, this is, a, this, this is a, a fascinating question, and, and it presents some uh, very interesting um, you know, opportunities, not, I mean, not simply opportunities for study, you know, on the one side, to me as a, you know, as a researcher, I say, oh, well, that's a thing for you know, research question, but but you're directing it you know, to me in a much more you know practical way. Say no, no, I, we understand that. What is it, and how you know how you can do that? And here, how these opportunities present themselves, and how the technology as it evolves makes these things even easier. I think when we confront these things, people raise the idea, oh yeah, well we know what we think people are doing this in different places. Oh, but. But um, if this is going to be costly, and how we do it. You mentioned mobile technologies or mobile technologies. 
launches around the mobile phone and now the, the smartphone, and certainly I think perhaps we'll probably see, and I, I don't want to say even in countries like Dominica, because there's some special leapfrogging that, that seems to take place in Dominica and the Caribbean with regards to communication technologies. Um, where you know you are behind at one one stage and then you kind of jump ahead the rest of the people. So in Dominica, people are already um, deploying Android phones and iPhones and, and and other smartphones. But essentially, a smartphone is a computer in your pocket. Right. So with that, so the issue, in other words, a government worker going out with a regular, we'd say quote unquote, a regular cell phone, but you know with the attendant securities and so on on the device with the same device there's no additional uh, you know cost to do that you have the apps running but on that device that device itself can act as a collection device into which it can enter the statistical data that data can get uploaded you know via the gsm network or wi-fi network to, to the government servers and that could be done encrypted and securely um, so, in terms of unit cost, um, and I give you share with your statistics that I I, 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 I picked up, and then you know the the actual numbers might have changed, but that um, I think in Dominica or in the Ectel area, the Eastern Caribbean um, telecommunications area, that um, the cell phone penetration is 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 greater is great is at a greater ratio of one to one. So it's almost as if there are two cell phones. Per person, per right. head, or one and a half. Um, so, you know, clearly it's something that's out there that people use. Maybe now people are simply using it, um, you know, for voice communication at the beginning. But, but as smartphones proliferate, and they will proliferate because you won't be able to buy on the international market any other phone but a smartphone. So now you have a built-in a collection device. You say, oh, well, I need to scan a document. Well, the camera on the cell phone is a scanner. So, so now the app, with the application of software, what that has done, and the great enabler that that provides, um, is that the cost to solve particular classes of problems that that, that that you encounter, you know, in the region and in the island, can be more readily addressed because now the cost has hit the cost has basically hit hit the floor. You don't need a multi-hundred-thousand-dollar right. computer to do it. And you don't need to be going, trying to go over mountains, running lines and, and poles and all that sort of heavy capital works that's, that's usually associated with those types of projects. Right. It's a, you know, the technology's already established. It's already proven. Um, and, you know, talking about government, if I'll just segue and come back, on the issue of public safety, okay, um, you could have a, a public safety system, I mean, managed by our, um, you know, our, our, our police uh, police service, our police department, um, and, and and I, I use that word selectively because you know historically, remember, we used to talk about a police force. Mm-hmm. Um, so that now language is no, it's not about force; um, it's about service. You see. So, right. so in that way, and with technology, the police service is now able to to do, yes, certainly law enforcement, but the idea to participate um, in terms of the public safety. So you can run a public safety layer 
right over the regular GSM wireless network on the one level, and you can run a public safety layer over the terrestrial network, the fiber that the major carriers in, in um, you know, that operate on the islands have. Essentially, with with a nominal additional investment to government. Right. So, so are we talking about things, for example, like flash fraud warnings and and fishermen oh, going out can use to, to to if they get in distress to for to, for location yes. and that sort of thing. Certainly, certainly. And and you know the flood warning issue. Um, I, I it, it, it 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 it's very um, important, very relevant at this time. I mean, you, you know, we, we've had perhaps not due to anything we've done in Dominica or people doing it or not, but due to this whole discussion we hear about climate change. Hmm? Right. Um, we've had these floods in the Lai Valley and I mean the landscape of the Lai, lower Lai Valley that has, you know, this has changed in the near, in the near reaches of the river. Um, but sometimes you know, people will say, Rosa, and say, oh, look, you know, look at the state of the river. It, it might be raining or it must be raining up in the interior. Well, I mean, what are you going to wait on, on doing? Yes, it would be easy. Oh, sure, there's a guy with a cell phone there, so at least now he could call you with a cell phone. That's probably a child close by. You think, why well, this could be on an automated basis, very, very simply. Not, and these are not technologies that cost tens of thousands of dollars. These are technologies in the, you know, hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars BC. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd have a, you'd, you'd have a, a sensor placed in the river that would measure the the the, the flow, the the, the, the flow, mm-hmm. and it would. And thank you. You see, as an engineer, you identify. Clearly, <laughs> I have I have to fish a little bit. Um, but it would measure flow. It would give us um, the well rates the flow. It would give us the the, the, the velocity, level of the yeah, water, mm, level of water, and, mm-hmm. and, and and the rate. Now we could determine the rate. It could report on the rate at which the the level is. The, the, the water level is rising, so you know where the flood is imminent, and that data can feed in to the already, to, you know, to our existing um, quote-unquote disaster preparedness um, center that we have, either at, I guess at Roseau or, or or down there in Jimita, um, wherever the center is. But it could do this, you know, over a wireless link, so broken cables don't necessarily, you know, affect that. Um, but these are technologies that can ride over. Uh, the existing infrastructure and does not require so you're looking at incremental investment and and that wouldn't require you know huge new fresh investments to, to do it or when they're designed or in fact when franchises come along and say you know what we want to do this one you know that's good well you know would you consider you know this as a tack on um because it's it's not going to cost you more or tell us and 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 we'll participate so now you you get into using Technology now, in terms of public-private partnership, now. See, yeah, exactly. Um, and and if okay. I can jump in there as well with my experience with the water authority, and and I mean I'm jumping in on water because we're talking about opportunities for Dominica, economic opportunities for Dominica, and one of our greatest resources, our abundance of water, and our ability to, well, harvest it for the for the benefit of Dominicans, but also to be able to export what if you want to call it excess to generate some some income and if you have those sensors in the river you can do a couple of things you you can 
gauge the the level of the river and and look at trends and see what's threatening the that river as a continued source of water which is extremely important all of us we we know visually but we sh but but visually by the time you see a, a visual difference, it's probably late. But if you have sensors in the river where you can track the various parameters, you you can do something about it earlier. So this could be linked into the forestry division, for example, and see, okay, maybe did we have a landslide? Um, is there is and is that landslide affecting the level of our rivers? And um, so so again, in terms of managing that key resource. And, and provide and, and identifying opportunities to exploit it. That example that you give again is right on point in, in my opinion. And um also I, I used to work for the Wasco and I have hiked many miles into the mountains going up to to, to, to identify a source. And what we do at that source, we we have a manual flow meter that we use to measure the flow of water at that point in time. And that's what we would use to design a water project. Now, that is just one instance in time. But if you have a sensor in the river where you can just go to a database and see what the levels were over the last six months, over the last 12 months, it's infinitely more accurate and, and less time-consuming. So right again, bang on, on, the, on the head of the nail, um, that example of, of being able to use technology to monitor our rivers from a, from a security point of view, from a conservation point of view as well as from an exploitation point of view for the benefit of the country um, if we can if we can move on a, a, a little bit as well and um, we can go to to industry and how would we use uh, you know technology in our industry for example or great example of, of Dominic coconut products limited um, Great example, great Dominican success story. But application of technology could have even made it more efficient. You know, um, we've seen several industries come and go in Dominica. We've uh, we've had a juice um, canning plant that didn't that didn't last very long. Our essential oils industry um, is is very minute you know there doesn't seem to be a lot of progress in terms of our essential or bay oil patchouli oil and that sort of thing how um, i mean the application of technology in giving the owners of those of those stills a little more the ability to to distill their product and that sort of thing can you talk about the industry a little bit Certainly, I, I certainly try um, to certainly try to do that. You, what we what we see and traditionally what what has happened, and you see some small pockets of this as as people catch on. Um, maybe say ten years ago, to find a, a, a relatively simple example, but a visible one, but some sign of, of change. And maybe what it's telling us is that industry is actually moving faster than government is in terms of adoption, because perhaps it's seen closer to profit. Uh, many shops, even small shops today, um, in, the, in and around Dominica, have actually a point-of-sale system. 
and they'll be using these point of sale systems to actually track the inventory um, in you know fairly much real time. Right. I would say the way the industry. So, so I mean that's that's one way in which this is done. It's about you know for say distillers in 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 the essential oils and and these other industries. It's about information really. It's about using the communications technologies to understand to understand market data. You know, who's doing what out? Who's doing what out there? One of the trends, um, perhaps you know, related to that is to perhaps help us make an assessment um, of just how much local product um, that we have that we have available. Right. I know you introduced the idea um, about juice manufacturing, and some camps will say to you, "Well." You know, we just don't have enough. We don't. We just don't have enough. Um, you know, enough local products, right, to make this happen. And so, well, okay. So, if you were to scale your production, but to import the difference, use all that you have locally, all of it, that meets your quality standard, all of it. In fact, so that means that at that point you have none left because you have used all of it. And now you will import right alongside and blend and mix together product that is, that is, that is there. So, again, apply understanding, um, using technology to understand the space that you, the, the, the space in which you're operating. Certainly. You could, you, could, you, you could certainly make, you know, make a change there. Um, and in terms of this business, I mean, I, I use blending. Well, perhaps segueing a little bit there but um it's done in the united states the united states augments you know for its production materials in its raw form from abroad hmm? certainly certainly and i mean without cutting we don't have to go to the united states i mean we import any um, volume of fruit or oranges from barbados <laughs> barbados certainly doesn't have those size of orchard orange orchard to supply that quantity of orange juice most likely it's imported um, right, you yeah. have you have Caribbean um, meals from um, in Saint Vincent. We import mm-hmm. most of our flour and, and 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 stuff from Saint Vincent. They don't grow wheat in Saint Vincent, you know. Not at all. Not to my understanding. <laughs> so certainly the, the concept is again, if you have a proper, which is what you introduced at the, at the start, a proper contract farming system that's based on existing infrastructure is already existing. The infrastructure over which that system would work. And therefore, you can gather, so to speak, all of the local produce and then augment it with imported produce. That in itself would provide, would, would create viable industries in Dominica. Um, and and if the essential oil, I'm thinking as well, if we can use technology in, if this, the producers can use technology in the analysis of of the oils, maybe then you can have a quality of oil that's on world standard. Maybe there will be less wastage to get to that quality, and therefore your product becomes marketable on a, at an international level. So again, interesting, very, very interesting, and and they look like examples that are relatively easy to implement um, because, as we said again, the infra, most of the infrastructure is over which those technologies would run already exist. Are we. I'm keeping my eyes on the clock, and I want to jump into 
and another area where I think we have Dominica may have opportunities to excel. Um, we just last week, two weekend, last weekend there was the literary festival and book reading in Dominica. It's, it's the fourth year that we've hosted a, a literary festival, and uh, you know, art art in Dominica is sort of like a hobby and and that sort of thing. But we've We've pr between producing Kadas music and and the bouillon and the export of our of our culture, I think a lot of opportunities are missed in terms of the artists themselves being able to to reap the benefits of their creativity and their work. So I, I'm not sure if I'm putting you on the spot how familiar you are with the music industry, but if we can talk a little bit about technology. In, in in arts and in music and in creative arts, how we we could use technology, say, to to establish a music industry and maybe further down the road a filmmaking industry, uh, uh, you know, Dominica's Hollywood, if you want to, if you want to speak about that. But 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 the music part of it, why can't a band like WCK and Exile One and 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 Triple K and, and all of those? Why does why is it that our musicians have to leave Dominica, where the music, where all the inspiration came from to create the music in the first place. They have to leave and go to far, foreign lands, some of them very far away, to be able to to make a viable living from the art. And how would we use technology to turn that around and attract a talent to the island instead of instead of exporting our talent? <laughs> Oh, that's a, that 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 that's a big that's a big a big question. I, I guess you know it requires a sociologist and a, you know others or other skill sets to to kind of answer some some aspects of this stuff. You know, it has perhaps to do. Let's let's come at this a, a little bit a different way. What we're actually doing right now, the technology that's enabling our conversation, hmm, right over the world wide web. Itself is a great is a great enabler. Um, I think there was a time on Ireland when bandwidth was just more expensive. It's it's becoming it's becoming less expensive. Um, and being an island, we have to communicate, say you know, with with the outside. Um, so largely, a lot of data stuff goes outside to come back into Dominica. Okay. And, um, you know, in fact, I, I participated in some discussions with various people, the principal carriers and so on. So, well, look, um, if we know that we're, we have data that's moving from, uh, from Portsmouth to Roseau, but some of it is moving from one carrier's network, um, to a different carrier's network, that data can be identified and it doesn't have to go up to a point somewhere in San Francisco, New York, and then come back into Dominica. Right. You know, because you already have, have it, 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 the infrastructure. It, so it, it's kind of some of some of that, uh, you know, sort of some of that situation. Now, it's a matter of attitude, I, you know, matter of attitude, um, and I don't know, you know, how, how, how technology, you know, will, 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 you know would, would change that. And, and so perhaps, you know, sometimes we look, we look for we look for answers, and one of the things I heard in research is really saying, you know, first of all, try to frame the try to frame the appropriate question, and maybe if we 
extremely appropriate question, then in itself it's going to lead us, you know, lead us to the answer. Um, so, the, so maybe there's something behind why is it? Is it because the market size for the music locally um, is small? Okay. So if we say that, okay, um, the market in Dominica for the music is small. Just a bit waiting minute. Dominica has a huge diaspora. So now that the flag goes up and you say, oh, there are as many people outside the island as they are on, and maybe more outside, you know, and, and with, with families and so on, multi-generational. Right. And um, who we know, uh, is ev- the evidence is there, um, has more disposable income. So you say, ah, okay. So, so therefore, we have a we have a potential market. Then, so now the question is, how do we tap into that market, and how do we how do we reach them? And this is where the technology solution, you know, appears and comes in. Mm-hmm. So it says, um, both the medium and media, like we're using now, the ability of the World Wide Web to get people in the diaspora to connect to become part of that conversation. Um, then the musicians can choose to work from wherever, from wherever they are. Um, let's say the, the, the elements of the facilities that they need um, is there. Uh, they don't need any, I mean, say anything else for the cre- creativity. You made the point. The, the island itself inspires that. But um, to provide again the communication links with the bats, but to to um, to make the connection. And once the connection's made, the others, it's, it's now more business and marketing and packaging. And we talk about packaging. And packaging comes back. And how you technology do that? Whether you're packaging dashing for a trip to, you know, for a trip to the UK or for sale in the US, or you're packaging music. The use of technology in packaging, certainly. And, and interestingly, technology allows you to deliver your music to anywhere in the world. And and if we talk about the market for Dominican music, it's evidence is that it spreads way beyond the Dominican local population and the diaspora. Kadas music has made its way throughout the French, European countries into Africa, and it's coming back to to, to the Caribbean um, as well. And but out of that whole equation, several bands are becoming huge and making lots of money from it. Apparently, so it seems. But our local bands seem not to be able to enjoy the spoil. Calvin, I'm keeping my eye on the clock. I, I have asked the um, I have asked the producer to 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 give me give us a, a little bit a little ten more minutes. So we so we do have a, little, a few more minutes. And um, I I want I know those <laughs> each of those are big topics in themselves, but. Uh, you, you, one of your qualifications is technology in education, and so it would be remiss of me not to allow you some time to talk about that—the use of technology in Dominica in education—and and what are the opportunities that that are there um, to be exploited for the benefit of everyone. Well, Auntie, I'm 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 very glad that you you know that you intro- you introduced that. Um, you know, if you consider the real the realities of, of the realities of life um, in the Caribbean, hmm? right. I mean, we are we are an archipelago of islands. It's oh yeah, yeah. Well, 
you know, sometimes uh, water can be both, uh, you know, a defensive and offensive. Um, you know, our Carib ancestors <laughs> traversed the archipelago, you know, and our African ancestors you know, also, also um, you know, survived the journey, you know, and thrived and subsequently, I'm glad to say. But the, it, it produces some interesting challenges today, and you ask yourself some questions. So we put that part on the table, first of all. If you think of what happened um, in Dominica each summer before school reopened, um, more likely than by airplane than by boat, but you ship in literally pallet loads of textbooks, huh? right? That, that are printed abroad and elsewhere, and, the, and these are these are brought into the island for for, for, for the children to use. Um, I think we are now at the point where um, you know the cost of looking to do this in a different way, especially since we've seen the introduction of the tablets more around you know these devices. Um, you know, like like the iPad, like the Samsung Galaxy, and 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 the, uh, the Google Nexus, and so on in, in that category. Um, it, and it, it's perhaps familiar to some you know all, older learners in in, in Dominica may remember you had a slate, right? Right. <laughs> the interesting thing about a slate is an extensible space. Now maybe I'm getting a little technical, you know, from a teaching point of view, but. You know, you wrote on it, okay, just fine. You didn't need it. You rubbed it off and you continued. In its electronic form, the, uh, the, um, the tablet now allows you to be able to do that. And where we are now at the cost, I mean, in the retail market, between $100 and $250. Hmm? Right. And single quantities. Um, this, is a viable, this is a viable alternative. It's a viable okay. alternative to, say, maybe purchasing, well, having to purchase textbooks every year? Yeah, yes, ab- 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 absolutely. Mm. But, but there's, a, there's another element to this in terms of, of our own social development, in terms of the flexibility to develop, um, you know, a curriculum that is more appropriate to, to, to Dominica's situation. And, 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 and there are several, um, you know, Dominican, um, you know, teachers and, and, and writers who actually contribute to textbooks um, and have written texts that, that, are, that are used Caribbean-wide, hmm? for example, in social studies and, and, and so on, okay? Right. So now you have the opportunities where, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll center this thing around Dominica, because um, in, in many ways, Dominica, in, in terms of its information technology infrastructure, um, if, if you tie the existing you know, carriers networks together, um, it's in some ways more advanced than, than, than some of the other Caribbean places, you know, in some one part. Uh, so you have these isolated differences. So, but I'm saying, fine, Dominica's a center for doing this. So now you train your teachers to develop and to package their curriculum materials for that particular for that particular format right. on the iPad or in terms of a tablet or or um, a Kindle and an and e-reader. And, and, and for example, if without cutting yourself, from listening to you, I can see, for example, you have a, a history teacher who prepares a history lesson, and if he can if he can capture that lesson in electronic format. Not only does he not have to reproduce that lesson, he can now share it with other history teachers. They can improve on it 
and that can be and his, and his students can access it from their tablet and and therefore you, he doesn't have to publish a textbook and the average teacher probably doesn't have the time to put all those things together to publish a textbook but if you have several teachers bringing their, their lesson plan together so to speak those lessons plan can aggregate into the equivalent of a textbook that's very relevant and very direct and updated um, to, to the lessons that's being taught at the time. So, yeah, that's... Well, yeah, contemporaneously, example. I mean, the lessons updated, uh, updated, updated on the go. So, in fact, what it does is, and I had a note here for our speaking, and that referred both to government, but the whole model of publication, so we're not publishing to paper, we're publishing in electronic form, now, you say, oh, well, if Dominica has excellent teachers, not only are you sh can you now share in Dominica, but what you produce in Dominica can be shared with St. Lucia, it can be shared with Antigua, it can be shared, you know, within the OECS and beyond. Certainly. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, so now, instead of being a, merely a consumer, okay, we've turned the model, we've used the technology to turn the predicament on its head. So now you are you are a consumer, but you're also a producer, right? And 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 now we've come out of this whole business about well, you know, um, no, we we can't do that because oh, we we don't print textbooks and you know bind it and so on. and and all those things. And one of the things about Dominica and other people have uh, have said it and perhaps said, you know said it better than 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 I can or I have that Dominica itself. It's a living laboratory, you know. I've heard that um, expressed. I've heard that expressed. Yes. Um, but in many ways, I mean, not not just in terms of, well, you say, well, you know, it's beauty, beauty is relative. Um, in terms of its ecology, um, so if you're interested in learning botany or the, or, or the marine sciences, the elements, you know, the elements are there. But but even aspects, aspects of its history, um, it's interrelationships. So even in terms of the social dynamic, um, there are all of these things. There, there are all of these things there to you know to, uh, to, to, to certainly. And 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 the last area that I want us to speak on, and we have probably two minutes to do it in, but it's it's it's, it's a def it's a, a distinct segue into the health sector. And um, the reason why I'm saying it's a natural step from education to it. I, I want to talk a little bit about the existence of the Ross University in Dominica, probably the leading medical education institute in the region. And and Dominica's so far inability to to make use of that resource that exists on its soil. Uh, as a teaching institution in collaboration with the hospital, Again, that use of technology could could introduce some interesting um, capabilities in there, where where we could make a little better use of the fact that we have that resource. So, if you can speak about the health a little bit, health industry a little bit, like two minutes. Okay, I know I'm rushing you, but um, I asked for ten <laughs> minutes, and, and I don't want to overindulge. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean the health industry, it, you know, it, it, it's clearly. Um, you know, clearly a large area. People talk about this business of, of, of telemedicine so that, um, I mean, a physician could refer his diagnosis to another. Nowadays, x-rays, for example, and this type of diagnostic um, is done electronically 
So, in fact, in the United States, this, we know that this is happening. Um, a patient in the, in the United States has, um, you know, some of these, uh, you know, radiographs uh, done and x-rays taken, but they're sent over electronically to, to specialists in other countries right. to read, study, and to provide, you know, and to provide reports for that. Um, again, with the aim of improving, uh, of improving outcomes, you know. Um, so once the, interest, the infrastructure, the infrastructure is in place, um, uh, the issue with institutions like you know how you build relationships with Ross is something more on the social dynamic and, and business. It's not only technology, and and and, and it's a little bit more <laughs> more com. My say a little bit more complex. Um, and what what underpins that? Um, you, you sort of have to have the political will. As I said, you need to be able to build build the relationships. You have to be able to seek, if you like, a quid pro quo. You know, um, we, you know, we give something, we give something, we get something. Um, but and I, but I, I really believe that um, you know technology technology um, in, in its various guises. One of the things that we didn't get the opportunity to really touch on. Um, was the whole issue of renewable energy and, and, and Dominica and what renewable energy could do, whether that's applied, you know, via hydro, adequate for your local needs to cover 100% of your needs without having to import petroleum on the one level, or whether, however that comes, via geothermal, biomass. We know that countries of the size of Dominica are using biomass to generate electricity. Um, and that changes the whole dynamic there again. So even if you didn't do 100% of your cars, but if you think, say, I'm just pulling a number, 15, 25% of your cars um, or utility vehicles run on electricity, on cheap renewable electricity, what a difference that could make. Certainly, certainly. And, and it would definitely be keeping in in, in, in line with our our aim, our, our claim that we are an echo, we are an echo destination. Calvin, I have to ask you to give final thoughts in 30 seconds. I know this, I know this is uh, imposing on you a little bit. If you can close in 30 seconds, um, go go for it. Well, um, certainly, since you know, we, we, we took the education bit and um, you have a young population, a really young population, um, I think uh, we should really look at this issue of how, in a practical sense, we 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 um, delve into and and really begin to implement um, you know technology-based projects to assist learning and teaching. Certainly, and that's a that's as good a point to leave it as as ever. Calvin, I, I thank you very much for taking the time to be with us this evening. Um, very very interesting conversation, and um, no doubt uh, we need to have you back on on our program so that we can continue this discussion. I think each one of those areas that we touched on could could have been an hour an hour discussion and then you certainly was able to give us a very um a taste if you want to call it that to wet wet our appetite so to speak so that we we can um think. Um so thank you very much and um, we really appreciate appreciate your time. Thank you Calvin. I want to thank you, Anthony, and I want to particularly thank your listeners for um, you know spending spending the time with us this evening. Thank you very much. Thank and you. I'll be happy to come again. All right, thank you. Well, listeners, there you have had it. This has been another hour, believe it or not. It flew by. Um, a tremendous um, conversation. 
thought-provoking, thought-stimulating conversation. We thank um, our guest, Calvin Patrick, for taking the time to be with us. Our engineer, Sam. And this is your host, Anthony Drago. And this has been This Week in Interview for August 21st, 2013. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful night.